Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. We're taking a look at the role that the National Council of Farm Cooperatives has on forming policy for the next farm bill. Chuck Connor is the CEO of the council. This is his ninth farm bill. He breaks down the policies his organization is bringing to the table. I think for my members, the, the key thing that they really want to see is they want to make sure that this crisis that we're in the middle of. And then when I say this crisis, I'm talking about the remains of a pandemic. You know, I'm talking about, you know, now return of, of inflation that really two generations haven't seen in a very, very long time. And, and then the third component is obviously the Ukrainian war and invasion. And those are all three events that are sort of black swan type events that no one anticipated. You know, every one of them would be important on their own for all three to sort of be ongoing at the same time as just dramatic you know, more than anything else, my members would like to see a farm bill that recognizes that as a problem and does everything that it can to return American agriculture to sort of normal circumstances again where we're obviously in full production, we've got the labor that we need available to engage in that full production and, and you know, solve some of these world food problems, even food problems that are starting to crop up in the United States, which a few years ago people didn't even think was possible. Let's talk about that. Food security in the U.S. First, outline the problem, and then what does the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives bring as far as a solution? Well, the problem existed before the Ukraine circumstance cropped up. We were already in short supply of many commodities coming off of, you know, record demand around the globe as well as, you know, some supply problems and transportation problems. But now that the Ukraine circumstances hit, and, and, and again, they weren't necessarily shipping products to the U.S., but they were shipping products to a lot of other people who are now buying from the U.S. We've really sort of seen, you know, kind of a run on the bank, if you will. Commodity prices are, are at levels that we've really not seen in our history before. And that has, you know, just created a lot of angst among the American consumer out there that, you know, I always thought people said, you know, we, we're going to be fed well in the United States no matter what the circumstances is. But now I'm beginning to wonder and I'm reading in the Wall Street Journal and I'm reading in the New York Times and all these publications and I'm hearing it on 60 Minutes talking about food shortages right here in the U.S. and, it's, and it makes me nervous. And that's not a good situation. I mean, we want our consumers to be really thankful for what we do and feeling like, you know, they don't need to worry about where, where their next meal is going to come from. And again, I hope we can get the policies in place to make that happen. Uh, the main thing, you know, that I would say needs to happen as part of that is American agriculture cannot increase production much without a change in the labor situation. We are running at full capacity in terms of labor. Oh, you know, we're, we're, we're in need of labor, both at the co-op level and at the farmer level. And if you want us to do more, we're going to need the labor to do it. And that, that's a, an issue with Congress because a lot of that labor is going to need to be foreign labor that comes into the U.S. That is not going to happen without some changes in the law. Uh, the good news is Congress knows what those changes are. We've been advocating this for years. They just haven't had the willpower to do it, but but they understand what needs to be done. Chuck, what is your immigration message to Congress? Immigration message to Congress is we need the labor and fix the problem, or else you know you are adding to the uh, the, the the food 
crisis that is developing out there in the world and even here in the good old United States. You know, another uh, top issue for the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives is climate smart agriculture, environmental sustainability. Walk me through that. We've been involved in this space for a long time. Several years ago, I made a conscious decision that really agriculture needed to be at the table and at the forefront of setting policies that would be considered you know, climate smart agriculture. And if we didn't do it, if we didn't come up with the recommendations, others were going to do it for us. So we developed this Food and Ag Climate Alliance. We came up with those recommendations that really, I think, take sort of the fear of climate uh, debate away from the farmers. And in the past, farmers were scared to death that climate was going to mean you're going to come in and tell me to do things differently than the way I've done them on my farm, and I don't like that. This is not what we're talking about now. We've developed policies that are voluntary. They're actually uh, uh, increased farm income rather than take money away from the farmer. And these are all good things that, you know, again, are pro-climate but very, very pro-farmer. It's a win-win, and we want to see those go forward. We want to see that happen, you know, in part of the farm bill. And, again, we can put to rest this notion that somehow farmers are part of the problem. We can be the white hat-wearing solution to the problem. I want to zoom in now on your cooperative members. How are operating costs looking in this time of uncertainty and high commodity prices? My retail members have had a tough job over the last several months and sitting across the, the desk from their farmer owners and telling them what their fertilizer was going to cost them in 20, you know, for the 2022 crop. You know, the answer is a lot more than what they paid last year. And again, that's a that's a tough message when you're a farmer co-op to deliver because these are the very people who own you as a company. Uh, nevertheless, I think the, the the good news in that is while it came at a cost, our members managed to identify all of the products that farmers are going to need in 2022, despite you know, despite the pandemic, despite you know supply chain issues, despite you know railroad strikes, everything else. The product is there. It's you know now waiting for the farmer to get in the fields, use that product, and plant you know hopefully what will amount to a very very big crop, and that's that's a big service we provided. A few months ago, our our farmer our co-ops were very nervous about where they might even get this product. They got it, and they you know and they got it for their farmers. They're going to have what they need. Our worry is starting now to focus on 2023, and again with everything that has happened. I used an example earlier. We import virtually all of our potash in this country, a key nutrient, you know, in in crop production. And, you know, the world is like on a massive search now for potash. And all countries that are, you know, are going to the producers of potash like Canada and saying, we want to be first in line to get your product next year. You know, we've got to make sure that we've got that lined up for the American farmer as well. And that's going to be a real challenge for us. While your attention's there, you know, I'm also curious, do you have the stomach for loans right now? Yeah, we represent the farm credit system, Stephanie. And I think they would be the first to tell you that balance sheets on vast majority of the farms out there are very, very strong. Land values are, you know, safe to say it, but they're off the charts, you know, and that, and then that you know, that creates you know a pretty good balance sheet. Farmers have never borrowed again like they did in the 1980s in relative terms, and so again they they're just they're strong and and their cash flow 
uh, for 2022, again, is going to be pretty good uh, with these high commodity prices. So they feel really good. Interest rates are, are creeping up, but they're still low by historical standards. So I, I you know, I think 2022 for farmers and co-ops is going to be a pretty good year. I, I, I worry about next year, and that's where our focus is going to be. Catching up with Chuck Connor, the president of the National Council of Farm Cooperatives. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.